Hi, everyone. I'm Aviva Rumani, and this is Kindred Cast, a biweekly podcast featuring insights from deal makers and thought leaders from the world of tech, media, and everything in between. Kindred Cast is a production of Kindred Media, powered by Liontree, the investment bank for the creative digital economy. Today, we feature an exclusive and timely conversation between Shari Redstone, the chairwoman of the newly merged entity Viacom CBS Incorporated, and Arie Borkoff, Liontree's CEO. Shari and Arie discuss her path to this transitional and historic moment, her vision for the future of Viacom CBS, and its strategic positioning in the broader media landscape. The show features highlights from two conversations between the duo, one at the Media 2.0 conference in Los Angeles this past fall, and one more recently at the Paley Center for Media's International Council Summit in New York City. And now, please listen in to hear what Sherry, arguably one of the most powerful leaders in media today, has in store for the company. It's been a long road, in some ways just beginning, but I think there's a certain duality to you that I want to sort of bring out to start our conversation. On one hand, it's all about where you came from and where you are today from a business perspective. Then everyone always says, Shari's been so underestimated. and She's doing all these great things and she's now realizing her dream. On the other hand, it's not really about you. It's about what you're trying to accomplish for the companies that you oversee. And I think people confuse those two things a lot. So I guess the first question I have is, did you sign up for this? Was this always your ambition? This was not always my ambition. I signed up for a very different life. I actually grew up with a wonderful dad who had very strong visions and ideas of things he wanted to do. And I was determined to make sure I did not follow in his path because I figured uh, that would be a challenge in and of itself. So I went to law school, became a criminal defense attorney, practiced criminal law for a while, ended up going for a master's in social work for a while and did everything I could to avoid coming into the family business. And it wasn't until I actually got divorced and you know, figured I needed a part-time job. And my dad's like, now's the time. Come in. I promise you it will only be two days a week. Mm-hmm. Do it. It's interesting. Timing is perfect. And then I came in and I really loved it. But I think even when I went to work at National, it was always about creating my own path and really trying to be differentiated from my dad. So instead, I focused on international expansion and really creating, reinventing the movie-going experience. And we were one of the first to you know, bring in those signature cocktails and concierge services. This is going to be a theme. You did that because of trying to create your own path or trying to find ways to create value or just being logic-based. You know, it's really the first. Obviously, I wanted to do something that would create value somewhere in the world. I spent a lot of time on nonprofit and did a lot of work with Children's Hospital and actually worked at a trauma center for abused children, which is why I was getting my master's in social work. I just really wanted to create my own path and my own identity at every stage of what I did. And even when I went international, it really was important for me to be able to have a path that would be mine. Yeah, well, you certainly have done that now. Over the last few months, we have gotten, I think, a really good view and vision about why Viacom and CBS should come together. We've read a lot about it, uh, and obviously the deal is now at its closing. But I think that um, for you, it's been a real journey. For anyone that knows you, you're a person of extraordinary principle and great determination. And I really want to get first to what drives you. But it reminds me of a Winston Churchill quote that I picked up in preparation for this interview, and it goes... 
Anything in this life worth doing does not come without persecution or hardships. When you take a stand for something, you must be prepared to do battle. So I just want to applaud you first for the battles that you fought and for where you are today. And I hope that you're getting some peace of mind from it. So thank you very much for doing it. very kind. Thank you. How do you feel about the positioning of Viacom CBS as a combined company, especially given everything else going on in media and technology and streaming? What is it about this company that you want to bring together that makes it so special for you? I actually feel great about this positioning. I think that we're really bringing together a bunch of great assets that are going to be a differentiated strategy to create a multi-platform global content powerhouse. And I'm really very excited about where we are today and our ability to plan for the future. But this is an industry of scale. And Viacom CBS coming together is still smaller than companies like Disney and NBC and obviously Apple and et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that the company has enough scale to compete? And what is the strategy from here? I think we absolutely have enough scale. I think people make a mistake and they look at scale as being about market cap. Scale is not about market cap. Scale is about the ability to create the quantity and quality of content that people want to see. When you look at Viacom and CBS coming together, we have an incredible library. We have incredible IP. We spend over $13 billion on content. We can compete with the best of them. We have content people want to see. We not only have the scale, we have a track record of producing hits. We have 4.3 billion subscribers around the world. We're number one in all key demos in the United States. And just this year, CBS has five of the top eight new shows, and Viacom Cable Networks had the number one drama, the number one comedy, the number one reality, and the number one kids shows. I think we're in a very good position to compete going forward. <laughs> I didn't mean to offend you by the question. No, I, you know, you give me an opportunity to talk about how much I really believe in what we're doing going forward. Okay. Thank you, Aria. My pleasure, my pleasure. But I'm not alone in having some doubt because even since we announced the deal, the stock is down over 20%. The market's up a little bit. And so it's obviously being met with some level of skepticism about whether there is an issue missing or something missing from this platform. How do you answer that question? First of all, skepticism is very motivating. But what I would say is our stock is significantly undervalued. I mean, if you look at the intrinsic value of the assets in the combined Viacom CBS, it is greater than our stock value is today. If you take a step back and you look at the media landscape, everybody has been very skeptical about the media industry recently. You've got new companies, you've got new strategies, the competitive landscape is changing, and Viacom CBS is one of those new companies, has one of those new strategies. Most people are going in and they're really putting all their eggs in one basket. We have a very differentiated strategy than these other companies. What is it? <laughs> we are very focused on maximizing the value of all of our assets. We want to be everywhere where the consumer is. We want to bring our brands to the largest addressable market. And I think that's different than our competitors and that they're looking for us to prove that we can execute. But 
If you want to ask me if I believe whether we can execute, the answer is yes. I mean, I think you've seen us do that at Viacom over the last few years. You've seen us do it at Paramount. And I'm totally confident in our ability to execute and to execute more quickly than people expect. So what you're really getting at is the fact that you are a content production engine, a powerhouse around content and creativity that you'll distribute and be commercial about to any platform everywhere. And I say, that sounds great. I mean, we've seen that work in the media past, like Warner Brothers Studios, et cetera, very effectively. But today is different. You have major studios like Disney now having their own direct-to-consumer platform, and maybe even for their own content alone. And they've had a huge launch to get off the ground. So do you need more to reach the consumer than just distributing great content? Absolutely not. I think we have incredible global production and distribution capability around the world. In Argentina alone, we create 3,000 hours of content. 1,000 hours of that is produced externally. And it's not just about, you know, being a big company. It's about creating the content people want to watch. And that's the track record we have. Again, it goes back to our differentiated strategy. It's not about being on one platform. It's about taking our brands to everywhere where the consumer is. But you do have a platform, obviously, in Pluto that is a free platform, advertising supported, very different from the streaming platforms like Netflix and Disney and uh, Warner that charge for it. Talk about Pluto and how it factors into the strategy. Look, we have a lot of direct-to-consumer platforms. We have Pluto, which is the number one free ad-supported platform in the United States. And we have CBS All Access and Showtime, which have been in existence for five years. We have CBSN, which I think has really led the charge on the 24-7 digital world for news. We have great platforms on our own. And we are going to reach the consumer through our platforms. But... The consumer is not one person. You know, we're all individuals. We consume different content on different platforms, on different price points. We want to reach them everywhere they are. The consumer is very nuanced. They have very different interests. That is why our strategy is to be everywhere. We create content for all demographics, for all genres, for all categories on all platforms. We bring our brands everywhere. We want to meet the needs of the consumer, the individuals. We want to be everywhere and we want to grow our brands. And guess what, by the way? Viacom CBS is not just about all of the platforms in our content. It's about real world experiences. It's about growing our consumer products. And the more we can bring our brands everywhere, the more we can grow the whole in the sum of our parts. I think in that answer, you brought up a very interesting point, which is the nuanced consumer. And I think a lot of people talk about the customer in a broad brush, that the consumer wants this, the customer wants that, and it's the same everywhere around the world. And you're talking about really studying the engagement patterns of different consumers or different customers of different countries and what kind of content they want. Talk about that for a little bit, because I think that's an interesting point versus what everyone else talks about for technology companies. Look, I think a lot of the companies, you know, are taking a one-size-fits-all approach. There is no cookie-cutter approach to the consumer, to the individual. And that's why we're very comfortable with our strategy of creating content for our own platforms, creating content for third-party platforms, you know, for bringing our content to consumer products, to really taking our brands everywhere. So, for example, take Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon reaches 40% of the 2 to 11 and 6 to 11 audience. That's more than anybody else. But guess what? 
there's 60% of the market that we're not reaching. So if we can create differentiated content, maybe put some of our library content on Netflix, maybe create different movies for them, we're going to drive them back to our digital and linear platforms. We're going to drive them to what we might do at the studio. We're going to drive them to our consumer products, to these real-life experiences that we have. And by the way, Nickelodeon just opened in New Jersey a fantastic park that I took my grandchildren to that they loved. So worth it to stand in line. This is part of what it means to build your audiences around the world. And we are focused on meeting the needs of the individual. And I think that is the the best way to maximize the value of the content that we have and to grow our brands around the world. Okay, so the kids segment is a major focus. How about sports? I know you have a uh, favorite sports team that you sometimes talk about. See, you all know that already. I've done a good job of taking my platform and my content across the world. You have also an NFL renewal coming up for CBS. It's one of the first things that the combined company is going to inherit to tackle. You have a great relationship with the league. Take us through the sports strategy and particularly around the NFL and how important that is. Look, I think sports and news are really, really important. And specifically to the NFL, you know, they need to reach a massive audience. And there is still a place for a massive audience today. You know, people act like cable is going away and the need to aggregate people in groups is going away. It is not. So when you come to the NFL, I can say nobody lives and breathes the NFL like CBS. And it starts from the top because nobody lives in Greece no more than I do. And we do a great job. We produce, you know, hundreds of games every year. We have great team. We have a great talent. It's throughout the company. It's the core of who we are. And I think the NFL recognizes that. But going forward, it's not just about that audience. You know, when you combine Viacom and CBS, you now have give them an ability to reach the youth generation, to go international. They talk about the UK a lot. We have games in London. We, you notice how I talk about the NFL. We have a network in London. We have a network in Australia, in Argentina. So I think we're going to be able to really help them with a lot of the goals that they have, which is reaching the younger generation, going international, providing platforms, you know, for the league and for their teams. Pluto recently launched a station, an NFL station. Just think what we could do with the teams and the opportunities we could give the players to really be able to have the visibility across multiple platforms. I am super psyched about the NFL renewal, and I think the package is going to be comprehensive and going to be great. And to your point you made at the beginning, you know, sometimes you got to really climb those mountains to get to where you need to be. It won't be easy, but I think we'll get there and very important to the combined company. And there's not a scenario that you can ever imagine that the NFL is not on the Viacom CBS. I can't imagine it. Okay. So shifting gears a little bit from just the core fundamentals of the strategy of the company, I want to use the chance to, that we're talking to today and the platform that you've created and you have for yourself to talk about some bigger picture topics around media, starting with management. Because we've seen your focus has been aligning your view of what the shareholder needs for the companies with the proper management teams. With that comes change sometimes when it's necessary and also alignment of incentives. And there's been a lot of talk, not just about Viacom CBS or the media industry, about executive compensation. And it's a hot topic. It's also a hot topic as it relates to CBS in recent weeks. So how do you think about aligning a management team, not just because of taking the free cash flow of a company and buying back stock, which is a tool, but not the only tool, but about real investment in transformation and building value, and how are your management teams supposed to be compensated for that appropriately? 
Wow, I think that was seven questions, so I'll try to take as many of them as I can. And I want to start with governance, which isn't exactly what you said. But to me, there's nothing more important than creating a foundation at a company with strong governance, with great leadership, and with systems in place that really support the people who work in our company. The people who work in our company are our company. And I think that, number one, that's the priority that I've had in the past few years with all the challenges that I've had to really create that kind of culture and environment at both companies. So it started with the boards creating a really diverse and inclusive. Diversity is a numbers game. Inclusiveness is what makes it count. And I think a lot of times people tick the box and they forget what really matters. But we've done that at the board level. We have two boards with majority of women, with some diversity, we're going to get better. And then it's about leadership in the team. And to your point, you know, when you look at Viacom CBS and you look at Bob Backish, he is transparent, he is strategic. He is open. He values employees. He values culture. And when you look at the board and you look at senior management, we are fully aligned on creating a company with one strategy, one set of values, one way that we all come together, one agenda at the end of the day, and we're all working strongly together. And that is the foundation for a great company. If you look at, just to take it one level, because I think culture is so important, you know, we focused on the board, we focused on leadership, and we've looked in these companies at the systems that are in place, and we've revisited these systems. We've done things at CBS to bring human resources and legal resources to all employees at all levels. We've done things at Viacom to specifically focus on how we're hiring, how we're firing, how we're promoting, making sure that diversity and inclusion exists at every level in the company, so you're really getting ready to have the next generation of leaders. So I focus on that, and I'm sorry to spend so much time on it, but I think that's the most important thing we do. Not only because it counts, but because it really plays a critical role in the success of your companies. In terms of executive compensation, I can only say that Viacom CBS is going to be fully aligned with the interests of all of our stakeholders, with all of our shareholders. I believe that it should be performance-based. The media industry does not have a good track record of doing that in the past, and I hope to lead that charge going forward. Does that answer enough of the questions? For sure. I mean, (laughs) do you think you're there yet? No, but you're never there. I mean, I think we always have to be looking at what we do, and we always have to be trying to do it better. But I think we've made tremendous progress at CBS, and we've made tremendous progress at Viacom. There were different issues. But creating a culture where people come together and work together is really important. And one of the things I'm really proud of is the focus we've had on corporate social responsibility and the opportunities that we've given to all of the people who work inside the company to have an impact on the issues that are important to them and to work together on trying to solve these problems and have an impact. And I think as people build these relationships together, it also brings something into the workplace which really differentiates ourselves from our competitors. Yeah, I remember we've spoken about this. That's why I noticed about you is that you really have a vision in your mind about what you view as perfection, and you want to get as close to that as possible in terms of fairness and alignment, even if it obviously doesn't happen all at once. But I think that was a bit of a learning moment for me in terms of how you operated 
I don't think it's so much always about what you do, but it's about how you do it. And ultimately, that does impact, you know, what it is that you do. And I've always been really focused on just trying to position these companies for success and doing a transaction that would position these companies for success, that would maximize the value of these assets for all shareholders. And so it was very important to think about that and putting these companies together. As you all know, and I say this not just for legal reasons, but I could not be included in a lot of the conversations that took place. So I want to be clear in terms of how these companies were put together. But I am very involved in what happens going forward. And you're absolutely right. And that's why I talk about culture and I talk about values and I talk about how important leadership is and how important people are, because that will be absolutely at the end of the day, the most important thing that determines our success. So what do you think your dad would say about this uh, transaction where you are right now as chair of this combined company? Thank God we're back together now. What's next? I, you know, I think it's exciting for him. I mean, he did believe in content, and I believe we're bringing together, you know, two of the best content companies in the world to really create value and have a vision for how we're going to connect with the consumer going forward. You know, the brands we have are fantastic, and the opportunities we're going to have to promote these brands around the world is going to continue to grow. So I think he's happy. I've talked to him about it. He gets a nice, good, big smile. So how do you think about shareholders with two classes of stock? I mean, there's the Redstone family, and then there's the broader shareholder base. Do you think about those things differently? I think the interests of national amusements are 100% aligned with the interests of all of our shareholders. I want to create value. I want to unlock the value that is going to be in Viacom CBS from day one. And by the way, from day one, you'll kind of hear about all the things we've already been thinking of. We are very focused on that. I see absolute total alignment between what we want and between what our shareholders want. And nobody is working harder to achieve those goals, you know, than I am, than the board is, and then the people in the company are. One of the things I said you know, in these past few weeks to everybody at Viacom and CBS and to the senior leaders is think about who you're going to want to work with going forward, who your partners can be in the other company. And please use these next few months to get to know everybody and to start to talk about the things that we're going to be able to do together. And I can say that process is well on the way. You've already seen some of that. We are well on the way. And I just want to say these companies were together before. But never were they integrated the way this company is going to be integrated now. We are truly going to be one culture, one set of values, one strategy, and one team. And that is going to differentiate ourselves, I really think, not only from the past, but from all of the competitors we have now and that we will have in the future. Our interests in this company are fully aligned. I can't say it too often maximize the value of our assets and maximize the value for our shareholders. And everybody in this company is on board with that vision. So your role as the new chair of Viacom CBS is going to be what from the company's perspective, but also for the industry and the market's perspective, because whether it's purposeful or not, you've emerged as a champion of corporate governance as you said, diversity and inclusion, and also proper management and management structures. So how do you think about your platform going forward? Well, I think there are two areas that I focus on. I think we've touched on them. I have for many years, as some of you might know. But right now, I feel very confident that our board, our CEO, and our management team are aligned, that we're very focused on creating the culture that we need to have the company that we know we can be. So I'm very focused on that. And I also think there's a moment in time now where all of us, everybody in this room, everybody we work with, 
everybody we come in contact with can really have an impact on the issues that matter. So, you know, I've been getting that message out there. I want to talk about culture. I want to talk about values. I want to give people specific things that they can do to really help promote diversity, both gender diversity and ethnic diversity, you know, inside the company. I mean, one of the things that I've learned, for example, you know, we've seen a lot of women become general counsel or become CFOs. But have we given them the horizontal experience across a company to get the skill sets they need to ultimately become a CEO? So I started talking about horizontal floors. Let's get everybody in. And horizontal walls. Let's give them the experience they need early on in their careers to prepare everybody for the jobs that they can handle going down the road. So I want to, you know, make sure that we continue to grow internally. And I really want to take this message out there. So consider this a day that I've taken the message out there, that we can all go back and make a difference. Because if we don't do it now, we will lose it. You know, I thought I would have an impact for my daughter. We really did. So now I'm on my granddaughter, and I'm on the next generation of people. Because if we can really give them a world filled with diversity and inclusion of ideas, of how we work together, we're going to have an impact on all of the issues that we face well outside the media industry. Thank you for the question. Well, it actually is interesting because you have a sort of lens through which you operate your businesses and your life, which I think is really about people and principles. And we've talked a lot, even privately, about the people that you surround yourself with being of the utmost importance. If you talk about that, that's obviously an in-the-company. It's a family-first dynamic. It's obviously everyone that you surround yourself with and that you're endeavoring to surround yourself with is all about the people in your life. Well, I think that's true. And I think, number one, people with integrity, people who are transparent, people who share your values. I've just always tried to surround myself with people who have integrity and with people who are transparent. And I think, you know, through a lot of the experiences I've had, I've just realized more than ever that that's the most important gift you can have. So that is true in my corporate world. It is true with the friends I have. And it is true with the nonprofit world and where I go. It's all about people. And we all say that all the time. But you need to mean it and you need to act on it. We need to give people the opportunities and the resources they need to be the people that they can be inside a company, outside a company. And I'm really focused on that. And I think it's been lost, but I think it can be found. And that's why it's so important to me right now. Incredible. Well, matters. Really incredible. So before I open it up maybe for one or two questions, you're also a very curious person. You like to look about what's around the corner. You have a business called Advance It that you run with Jason and obviously Allison. What thirst does that quench for you? What are you looking at in terms of new technology that's different than what you can see from the top of a big media platform? What are the things that you're interested in? What areas and the thematics of media do you like? Well, I think, you know, the future of media really does lie in the intersection of media, entertainment, and technology. And when I founded Advance It in 2011 with Jason, who happens to be my son-in-law, so that shows how important relationships are, that was what we were focused in. I saw a world where you had traditional media companies and businesses over here, and the new companies, the new technologies, the new entrepreneurs over here, and nobody was looking at how it came together. So what Advance It has done is it has allowed me to have a window into the future. It has allowed me to get 
get insight into consumer behavior. So what I realized more than ever and what I focused on the last few years is where is the consumer headed and how do we get there before they even know they're going there? The other thing I've learned is that content matters. Content still matters more than it ever has before. When you look at the need for businesses to connect with their consumers, they're doing it through content. I often refer to it as the mediification of everything. So what do I learn through Advance It? I learned that content is still king. Thank you, Dad. That was a great expression. I learned that content matters. I learned that Viacom CBS is going to be a company with the most diverse content, creating content for all genres on all platforms, and that we're going to be able to meet the needs of those consumers that we see through the work that we do at Advance It. And for Advance It, as I recall, some of those themes are you like audio podcasting, you like the future of work, yep. you like other forms of content, you like sports, you have the athletic, the religion of sports as well, right? What are some of the names that you're focused no, on? No, I think we fo- Wondry is one of our companies and they create unbelievable podcasts. And one of the things, you know, I've been doing at Viacom and CBS is every time I'm in a meeting and we're talking about content, I'm like, what's your audio strategy? Because I think that's continuing to grow. So specifically, we focused on that. We focus on the future of work, which includes companies even, you know, in fitness and health. But it includes a lot of companies that help you do like performance training. There's a company we invested in called Striver, which is virtual reality based, but it's all about how do you train your employees efficiently. And so that helps me think about what do we want to do at Viacom CBS? We're involved in Headspace. Is that something we want to provide for our employees? So it gives me a macro area of what's out there and how we can create a better working environment in our company, both in terms of culture and in terms of substantively what it is that we do. And I want to point out, I think from my perspective, you're the only chair of a major media or technology company that also has a separate venture focus with a separate entity, which I think is a testament to how you want to spend your time and how you want to spend your curiosity. And obviously, one probably helps the other, but they're two separate projects. And I don't think anyone else at the top of a sort of major company actually spends time doing that effectively as a business. Well, I think never has it been more important than pay attention to what's about to happen next and being able to get the insight into that and have a window into that before we tend to see it in our more traditional businesses is really of tremendous value. And by the way, when I say more traditional businesses, I mean from their history, not in terms of what they're going to be doing going forward, because we are going to be out there with the rest of them being as entrepreneurial as we need to be in order to succeed. To finish up, I want to ask you if you feel a responsibility on your shoulders beyond just the world of media, beyond the world of running these companies and putting all the people together and the pieces together, do you feel like you have a responsibility for your family, you have a responsibility for our generation, you have a responsibility for the transition of moving into a new era, as a woman especially, do you feel like you have a greater platform than just the job at hand? Well, that was just scary because you made me acknowledge that I feel like I have a lot of responsibilities. And, and I think that's true, but I think we all have a lot of responsibilities. But just speaking for myself, you know, I do. I feel a tremendous responsibility to represent the values for my family and to be a leader for them and somebody they can be proud of, most important. Yes, I care about their legacy and creating value. But most important, I feel my responsibility is to just try to do the right thing by these companies, whether it's a matter of making them as successful as they can be financially even more important, having the values in the culture that can really lead by example. And certainly for women and certainly for young people, there's nothing I like more than going out and mentoring the young people of today and learning from them and teaching them what I've learned. And certainly 
for women, one of the things I really want everybody to know is we have an opportunity and we can make a difference, but we have to own it and we have to live and breathe it every single day. That's something I'm really excited to do. And I think everybody's really excited about the opportunity. So we all have a lot of responsibilities. I do take them seriously, but responsibilities are like challenges. And I think they're tremendous opportunities to have an impact in the areas that are important to us. And that's and what I hope to do. Okay, we have a few minutes left. I think we'll take one or two questions from the audience. Please, right there. So you've presented a really uh, bullish and optimistic vision for the newly merged company. What do you see as the obstacles or barriers or challenges as you look ahead to fully realizing that vision? I think, number one, we need to prove to the market that we can execute on what our strategy is, and I am very confident in what we can do. I always believe the biggest obstacle is to be complacent and to think that you have all the answers to everything. So I think we're always going to be taking a look at what it is that we can do next. But I really, truly believe that we have tremendous opportunity right now for organic growth. I truly believe that we have the ability to produce content globally to serve the needs of all of the platforms out there. You know, I just want to say, when we talk about the platforms that we have, we've been doing this. Netflix is talking about Unbelievable, which was a show made by CBS. Amazon is talking about Jack Ryan, which is a show made by Viacom. So, yes, there are challenges. I think the challenges are more the headwinds in the industry, trying to stay ahead of that, trying to always be competitive with what we do, always looking at it differently, being in touch with the consumer. I feel confident that we've set ourselves up to do that. But the challenges, as I think I said before, is always being ahead of the game and making sure that we prove as quickly as we can that we can execute on our strategy. I am bullish on this. I think these companies really belong together, and I truly believe that we will be an industry leader long before anybody expects. And what do you want to do? What's your objective? My objective is to be the number one content creation company and to be everywhere where the consumer wants us to be whenever they want us to be there. You don't want to lose, though. I never want to lose. (laughs) My dad always says he always wants to win. I never want to lose, so together it puts us in the right place. One more question. Sherry, recently you launched BET Plus, which is the direct-to-consumer service of BET on uh, smart TV sets, smart devices, other screens. And you also launched a relationship with Tyler Perry, where he is producing for BET, he's producing for BET Plus, he's producing for other Viacom or soon Viacom CBS channels. How is that going so far, both relationships? And equally or more importantly, does that provide a roadmap for Viacom CBS going forward to reach out and do similar services for the Latino community, the Asian American community, other communities of color? I think that's absolutely how we look at it, and we really do want to be able to hit all of the demographics. You'll notice on Pluto that we launched originally, I think, 11 or 12 stations, and I think we launched another 10 to try to hit the Latino market. So, yes, we do want to hit all demos, and that's why it's so important to us to play and create content for all demos in all categories on all platforms. And when you look at the relationship with Tyler Perry, that's also a statement of how we look to proceed going forward. Partnerships are really important. Creating those relationships with the creative community is really important to us. And going forward, you'll see us building more of those relationships, you know, to hit niche audiences, to hit our core audiences. And you will see us really trying to meet the needs of all of those audiences all around the world. So thank you for your question, because that's something really important for us to be able to do going forward. In closing, as we actually came on stage, I looked at the title of our topic today, and it said, Lead, Invest, and Inspire. 
What does that mean for you? I think I would switch the words. I would say it's about leadership, it's about inspiration, and then it's about investment in the companies that have led you and inspired you. <laughs> so I think it's very important. And I think leading and being inspiring is probably one of the most important things that we do, both inside the company and outside the company. But we won't forget about investing because I really do believe that Viacom and CBS is going to be a great company to invest in now and in the future. It's often said at the end of a panel that we can't wait to see what comes next. I really can't wait to see what you do next because thank these you. are the middle chapters and we have a long way to go. We do indeed. And thank you very much, everybody here for your support. And we're excited to go forward. I hope you enjoyed our show today. If you want to check out any prior episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Feel free to leave a review there as it helps people find the show. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at KindredCast for behind-the-scenes photos and info. Keep listening and see you next time. Audiation.